Hey gamers, this is Joe for What I'm Playing Now. I have episode 26 of our podcast that was originally recorded on May 27th of 2014. Some of the news stories I discussed for the week. Night Trap, getting a possible re-release. Cryptozoic responds to the Wizard of the Coast lawsuit. The Dota 2 prize pool hit 6 million with some new stretch goals added. Gauntlet, which is a great game, is getting a reboot in September. Epic Games releases Tappy Chicken, which is a Flappy Bird knockoff? Sony says the PS4 is already profitable. Some of the games I played for the week. Elder Scrolls Online, Epic Citadel, Puppeteer, EverQuest Landmark Beta. And of course I discuss what I want to play now. Enjoy the episode. Good evening gamers. Welcome to another episode of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. We are on episode number 26 already. Um, hit us up on email. What I'm playing now at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at What I'm Playing Now. My name is Joe Luzzi. You can follow me on Twitter at AVR Amadar. I will put that in the show notes. Um, Google Plus. You can find us on Google Plus at plus.google.com slash the plus sign What I'm Playing Now podcast. As well as on our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash What I'm Playing Now. Um, we're going to jump right into some news stories. I got a bunch of news stories and then um, several games that I want to. That I played during the week, as well as some things that I kind of want to play. Um, so let's get on with some of our news stories. One of the first news stories I had found for the week, um, Night Trap. Um, the creator of Night Trap is going to possibly be re-releasing the game. Um, uh, no systems have been verified yet, uh, so we don't know if it's going to be PC or console. Um, it was originally released in 92 on Sega CD, ported to 32X, 3DO, Mac, and DOS at 94 um, per the Polygon article. But for those of you that don't remember, Night Trap was one of the full motion video games that was released on the Sega CD. I remember actually running this from our local um, rental place um, that used to do VHS movies as well as games back in the day. Um, it was a great game. I think we actually finished it. Uh, we had probably rented it several times, I think. Um, it'll be interesting to see this come back. I know it has kind of a big following classic. Um, Dana Plato was in this game, um, who is no longer with us. And it'll be interesting to see who they get to play, some of the different people in this game, what type of... Um, what type of mechanics they actually have in the game now and what the video will actually look like considering what we could do video-wise is so much better than what we could do back in those early 90s. Um, some of those Sega CD games back in the day were just completely insanely crazy. Sewer Shark and everything. I think Greg and I have joked about some of those in the past episodes. Um, but yeah, that should be an interesting one. When I saw this story come out, I was kind of stoked when I saw this. I think this should be really interesting to see. Uh, so we'll just have to wait and see what actually happens to this and when it does come out. Uh, our next news story, um, another one from Polygon. Alienware, um, who's a very popular computer maker um, for both uh, PC systems as well as laptops, um, I believe they're actually a part of Dell now. Um, they're definitely a boutique vendor is what we would call them. Um, they're actually releasing Steam machines, and they're saying that the Steam machine will probably be their least profitable system we will ever sell, per this quote um, on the Polygon article. Now, I've looked at um, Alienware machines before. I've had friends who have had um, some alien machine, Alienware machines, um, and the PCs, from what they have told me, are built very well. Um, you can pretty much pick out all of the components you want for it. They will send you complete a book that actually has um, documentation on everything, um, see, they will have a, a CD for you with all drivers and everything on there. 
it's it's definitely something that you're paying a premium for but with that premium price they are actually giving you um they're going to kind of going above and beyond what you would get from a normal probably pc you would probably pick up at um like a big box store i would say probably like a best buy or something like that so these are definitely higher end pcs it's interesting to hear that um that this is that the steam machine will actually be their least profitable system ever um because like i said they usually sell their stuff at a very very big premium but it definitely sounds from this article like they're trying to stay in touch or more in line with um with the consoles that are out right now um, specifically the PS4 and the Xbox One. They don't want them to be too much higher priced than those systems because um, they know that's that's pretty much who their probably direct competition is with. Um, so they don't want to go too too out of the ballpark as, as we know in some of our later stories um, and what we talked about last week um, with Microsoft actually um, lowering the price of the Xbox One, it'll be interesting to see what our what the sales numbers are for for that system um, coming forward here. So, um, Alienware, I'm sure this will be a very very nice um, Steam machine. If I was to probably get a Steam machine, I would definitely be looking at the Alienware because I you know it's going to be built very well. Um, so, and with the price being in line with some of the other consoles, I think they might definitely have a chance to. I don't want to say put a dent in what the PS4 or the Xbox One is offering. Um, but I'm sure it could sway some people into picking up a, a Steam, Steam machine over possibly another console. Um, I might be... I know I've kind of toyed around with the idea of maybe picking up a Steam machine possibly over an Xbox One since I already have the PlayStation 4. Um, there, I think the reason why you would get an actual specific console, be it the PS4 or the Xbox One... What I would suggest, you know, if you were looking to get one, is what actual exclusives are out for the console. And considering I have a PS4, I like the exclusives on, the, on that Sony has released. There really isn't anything that has made me want to run out and buy an Xbox One currently. I can play all the cross-platform games like um, like Watch Dogs that just came out today, um, FIFA, the Maddens, all the other games that are coming out across both platforms, you know, on the PS4. So I think it would be kind of interesting and neat to add something into my entertainment center that is something other than an existing console that would actually maybe play something a little different and be kind of neat to maybe play on the big TV, some of these PC games that I sit here and play on on a smaller screen, be able to take them down in the living room and play them on the larger screen. So, And I'm sure I'm not the only one thinking like this. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people thinking this way. So um, you know a lot of the Steam machine vendors are pretty much thinking the same thing, and that's what they're trying to tap into. Hence the reason why the prices are going to try to stay in line with the, with the current with the, with the current consoles that are out there as far as prices go. So one of the things we talked about last week was Wizards of the Coast, Watsy, was putting together a suit against Cryptozoic um, for their Hex Shard of the Fate trading card game, which was um, successfully kickstarted back in June of 2013. Um, Cryptozoic basically in this Polygon article is saying that this this legal action is frivolous and pretty much has no merit. Um, I pretty much stated most of my thoughts on this last week. I said with all the other trading card games that are out there, I don't understand why Wizards of the Coast would be going to pick on this one company in particular. Pretty much most of the other card games that I have seen come out over the years, um, be it PC-based or actual physical card-based games, pretty much have used a lot of the same concepts and and design traits that you are finding in Wizards of the Coast, the same mechanics. Um, 
and I really haven't heard of them going after too many other people, so I'm not too sure why all of a sudden that they're feeling threatened by this smaller company and why they want to go after them. So Cryptozoic saying it's pretty much they think it has no merit. They're going to try to stand up against Wizards of the Coast, which is a big undertaking because Wizards of the Coast is no longer a small company like they used to be when we were dealing back with them at the comic book store years ago when I first started playing this game and was selling um, Magic the Gathering. Uh, but it'll be interesting interesting to see what actually comes out of this, and I hope um, I hope Cryptozoic can make it through this and actually release Hex um, and that Wizards of the Coast doesn't doesn't pretty much stifle this game and snuff it out before it actually gets a chance to, you know, be played by everybody. So, um, I think one of the other things we talked about maybe last week, maybe it was the week before. I think we had mentioned a Dota two, um, the prize pool for the international. It has hit six million dollars. It really it reached its final goal, um, or I guess I don't want to say its final goal, but it unlocked its final final stretch goal. Um, which was base customization within Dota 2. Um, $2.50 of every compendium sold is going to the prize pool. Uh, and that is just um, crazy that they've actually um, hit this large of a goal. And they're actually uh, doing increments now from $6.8 million all the way up to $10 million. Um, they've added in more stretch goals now. So that should be very interesting. I know that there's a lot of people who play Dota 2. Um, it's really interesting around this time of the year, if you pay attention to Twitch TV at all, you'll see that uh, Dota 2, which is normally second or third in viewing, uh, you will start seeing jumping up to be the most viewed game. Um, it just seems like there's a lot more people probably playing it and streaming it during this international time when this stuff is coming out and there's more people actually watching it. And then it slowly goes back to maybe League of Legends or something else um, shortly after that. So um, maybe with Dota 2 becoming more popular and becoming this much more widespread in activity, um, we will see it start starting to top some of the charts there in, um, in Twitch. And it'll stay up there instead of just during the international time. So... We'll have to keep an eye on this story as well, but um, I have I myself has not picked up a compendium yet. I have not had the time to sit down and really get into Dota 2 like I've wanted to. Um, I've been too busy playing some games that we will talk about during the What I'm Playing Now section, so I'm not going to spoil that part of the show um, until we get there, but... Um, there's just a lot of good games out right now, and there's a lot of good games coming out. Um, there's one game in particular released today that um, we could be talking about later. So, little teaser there. Um, one of the next stories I wanted to discuss um, was a Gauntlet reboot um, launching September 3rd. Uh, this is something I cannot wait to see. Uh, I am a big fan of Gauntlet. I remember Gauntlet back at the arcade. Um, I remember when I first got my Xbox 360 and they had early arcade games on there. Gauntlet was one of the first ones that was released and I ordered it. I purchased it immediately and played the hell out of it on my Xbox 360. I still love Gauntlet. I've played several of the Gauntlet games that have been out on the consoles. Um, I think there was Gauntlet Seven Sorrows or something, I think was the name of it. I can't remember the exact name. I believe it was out on the PS2 and the Xbox, um, several years ago. And... Um, I remember getting that game and really 
playing it. We finished it. I think my wife and I finished it probably within a weekend. Um, I think it was one we had actually rented from Gamefly or something back in the day. Um, but I remember actually getting it and finishing it much faster than I really thought we would. Um, but we pretty much burned through it in a weekend. Um, it didn't have the same feel as the as the old Gauntlet pack of the arcade. The game that um, is being released now, which is called Gauntlet... Um, what is the name of the new game? It's being put... Gauntlet Darkness Calls. It's being put out by the developers who did the Magicka series, which was a pretty cool game that I've played on Steam before. Um, but Gauntlet Darkness Calls, from what I've seen in some of the videos so far, this game does look like it's a big-time throwback to um, the original Gauntlet at the Arcane. I remember when I was a kid, um, being on vacation one time down in Florida, my dad gave me like a full... Um, stack of quarters, a full roll of quarters, and I pretty much stayed in front of the gauntlet machine all night long, just pumping quarters into it repeatedly. I don't even know. I probably put in more than $20 into that game during the night I played there, and I don't even remember what level we had made it up to, but um, I remember I had pretty much the first 10 levels memorized by heart and pretty much knew what to do and knew where everybody was at and could get through them very easily. Um, but it's a... Gauntlet's a great game. Um, for those of you that grew up Back when Gauntlet was at the arcade originally, I'm sure this will probably bring back some reminiscent and, and, and some 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 good old feelings for you. And that's I'm really looking forward to playing this new one. The graphics from what I've seen in the video um, that were on this article just looked amazing. And it's only going to be 20 bucks for a downloadable title. Um, so it sounds like it's going to be available on Steam. It'll play on both um, Windows and Linux, which will be pretty cool. So it should work on all of those Steam boxes that are coming out, um, maybe from Alienware. So we will refer back to a story we just discussed a few minutes ago. Um, jump over to another story, Xbox One. Um, we're not going to talk sales or anything like we have in the past couple of things. We're going to talk about the June update that is coming out. Um, one of the biggest announcements I think that's for the June update will be the addition of the system being able to use external hard drives. It sounds like the smallest hard drive you can use is a, I believe, 250 um, gig, 256 it has to be, and it has to be USB 3.0. Um, the Xbox One will format the drive, so if you do have anything on there, it will get wiped, because um, it sounds like Microsoft wants to just have the full drive available to the Xbox One, um, which is understandable. And this is this is kind of cool that you can use an external hard drive. Um, Sony does not offer this for the PlayStation 4, but Sony does offer the ability for you to be able to replace your onboard hard drive um, with a new one. And it's, from what I've seen in some of the videos, it's extremely easy. Um, I've upgraded the hard drive in my PS3. It was a very easy thing to do. I was able to back everything up to an external USB 3 drive, um, pull out the old hard drive, plug in a new one, copy everything back. Um, I had dumped basically, I backed up an image to my USB drive. I was able to dump it back with no problem. It did take a while to back up and a while to restore, but besides that, um, the hard drive that I replaced in the PS3 was, you know, was, was very easy to do, um, and it looked like the PS4 was actually even easier. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if Sony actually ever comes out with the capability to do this in their consoles. Um, 
my guess is since they actually have the ability to since they've offered you the ability to upgrade the hard drive i don't know if this is something that they'll add in this is the type of functionality that they'll add into during a firmware update um from what i've heard the xbox one you can't replace the drive in it um i'm sure there might be a way where you can actually pull the drive do a clone to drive or something like that um but it's not like Sony's where you can just plug a drive in, it will let you format the drive and just be on your way. So it'll be interesting to see whether Sony actually does add this functionality into into a later hard firmware update. So we'll just have to wait and see. But during the June update, Xbox One will get hard drive support as well as some additional functionality to Smart Glass. And more people will be able to watch um, the Xbox One guide. It'll be available in more more markets. So that is it for the Microsoft update that's coming in June. Um, another news story that we have here, Gears of War developer makes a Flappy Bird clone. Um, I had to talk about this since we've talked about Flappy Bird in the past. Um, I actually downloaded the game. It's called Tappy Chicken. Um, I guess it was made by one uh, developer from Epic Games. He, this developer basically is an artist who basically had no traditional programming skills is what they had stated um the game does run on unreal engine 4 and if you look at the graphics you probably wouldn't believe that because the graphics while they do look a little bit better than flappy bird they pretty much aren't anything you would imagine coming out of the ue4 engine so um it does play exactly like flappy bird though it's basically a chicken flying when the chicken dies you get crosses in his eyes and he lays an egg um, on Android, I played it for about five minutes or so. There's different achievements you can get um, and unlock. There's player, there's leaderboards and stuff. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of Flappy Bird. I had actually uninstalled it before a couple of days after I had downloaded it. Before it was even pulled from the market, I had uninstalled it, and I didn't even worry about downloading it once I had heard it was going to be pulled from the market. Um, I've already uninstalled Tappy Chicken, I hate to say. Um, I played it for about five, ten minutes. I was... Definitely did not become addicted to it. I know this is a game that some people do like. Some people think it's a great time waster. I just couldn't get into it. Um, there were a couple of reviews that I read, and I do agree with some of the reviews that I saw on the Google Play Store. Um, the hitbox for the bird was kind of a little bit larger than the actual bird is. So even though it didn't look like your bird was actually hitting um, one of the obstacles that you had in front of you, um, it still marked you off as dead. So it seemed like the hitbox was about this large, um, which I would say maybe is about a four inch square box, whereas your chickens maybe two inches. You get some sort of, you know, those aren't exact numbers, but you know, the hitbox basically did seem bigger than what the bird actually was, just by a little bit. And it it's definitely hard to makes it hard to judge when you're doing a tapping game like that. So um, there was another game that I had found that Epic had on the the Google Play Store, which we'll talk about in the later section of the show, so I'm going to throw another teaser out there that you'll have to wait for a few minutes and see. And I don't know if I really want to say it's a game is more of a tech demo, um, but on my phone I will say that this tech demo did look quite amazing. So... We're going to jump back over to some Sony news. We were just talking about Sony when we talked about the Xbox One getting the hard drive this week. Um, Sony's already saying their CEO and um, President Kasurai is already saying that um, the PS4 hardware is already profitable, which for a brand new console is quite amazing. Usually it takes a year or so before 
the console hardware actually starts becoming um, profitable for a company um, due to all the research and development, all of the time that they have to invest in in building a console and getting all the components put together. Um, so with the PlayStation 4 already being actually profitable for them, that's actually quite amazing that they've actually been able to turn turn this around considering how long it took for the PlayStation 3 to become profitable for them. Um so kudos to Sony for being able to do that. It still really hasn't helped their bottom line. Sony's in a whole world of hurt when they start when they start talking about their fiscal numbers and everything. Um, they're still losing money. It sounds like their their game division helped out some. They did have a revenue increase, but um, they're still. I think Sony's TV business as well as some of their other businesses are definitely hurting them. I've heard, I think it was on Windows Weekly, I think I heard Paul Therod actually talking about Sony one time, and he was mentioning that Sony's one of their biggest money makers. They actually do insurance, I believe, over in Japan is what he had stated. And I thought that was rather interesting because that was something I hadn't known, and I guess that's where they actually do make some of their money up. So um, hopefully Sony can actually turn some things around here and and start making a profit we definitely don't want to see either of the big players or any of the big three players be it nintendo microsoft or sony actually dr drop out of the of the console market uh like sega had to back in the day so hopefully we can continue on with um the three game systems we have for the foreseeable future as i know there's a lot of people that are preferable to each of those console consoles for particular reasons so the next story, I guess this probably could have been talked about maybe more in the what I want to play now um, part of the show, but I kind of wanted to talk about it here because I guess it kind of is news, um, but this is something that I definitely want to play. Uh, when this game was first announced and we saw one of the early videos for it, um, Shadow of Mordor um, is the could be the Lord of the Rings game that you've always wanted as a GameSpot article um, that was written a couple of days ago. And I read through the article and it Definitely sounds really interesting. It sounds like one of the um, writers that were able to sit down and actually do a playthrough of some of the game. And they said that the whole Nemesis system could be the thing that actually sets this game apart, I think. Um, a lot of people, I think, are going to relate this game to maybe like Ubisoft's um, Assassin's Creed series um, due to the open world concept, due to um, some of the parkour abilities that your character does have um, while you're running around. Uh, but I think this nemesis system that the characters have, where when you fight a particular enemy, um, from what the writer was saying, and then let's say this enemy kills you, that enemy kind of remembers you, and you will definitely remember him. Or her in the game, and as the, as the as the writer was going through the playthrough, it sounds like they ran into this enemy multiple times, and each time he died, that character, the opponent, actually got stronger, and um, he was basically loathing that character, you know, that enemy by the end of his playthrough time that he had with the game. Um, I think some of the AI that they're trying to put into this game is definitely going to be something that's going to set it apart from a lot of the other, not only Lord of the Rings games that are out there, but a lot of the other games that are currently coming out for the next-gen console. So um, this one's definitely on my radar for the end of the year. I think it's coming out in October is what we had talked about um, in one of the early episodes um, when this was first announced. So I'm definitely going to keep this on my radar. I can guarantee we'll be talking about this on some later podcasts here that we have. So 
I just wanted to say, if you want to read a pretty good article about this one, maybe get a little excited for it. I think they have a new um, video actually out for the game. I have not had a chance to watch the video yet. Um, I would definitely check it out, though. I'm going to be watching the video probably um, either tonight or tonight or tomorrow because it's something I definitely want to see. So for our last news story, actually, um, we're going to talk about the Wii U, something we normally really wouldn't talk about too much on on the show, considering I don't have a Wii U. Um, but I did see on GameSpot they actually had a game that's Zelda Hyrule Warriors, and they had some screenshots out there for it. It sounds like this is going to be a takeoff of the Dynasty Warrior games, which are basically hack-and-slash games, if you're not familiar with them, where you're basically just in a huge group of um, usually samurai or warriors or things like that, and just button-mashing your way to hell and just doing... It's as much damage and inflicting as much pain as you can on your opponents. Um, it sounds like that's what this game is going to be like. Um, the graphics on this game, I will have to say for being a Wii U game, actually does look really good. Um, I hate to say this isn't going to make me run out and buy a Wii U, but um, I do think the graphics on this game look, look really good. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see when this game comes out, um, if it actually does get a pretty good following. I know the Dynasty Warrior series um, is out pretty much on every console. It's out on every generation. It's something that's been around for a while. Um, I think the last one I played was probably on the original Xbox. I had gotten Dynasty Warrior 6 or 7, I think, back in the day um, and played it. And it's good. It, they're, they're good games. They're I don't want to say they're mindless games, but they're they're good just button-mashing games if that's, if that's what you like. And sometimes you just need to sit down and just sometimes mash buttons and and just kill things and that's definitely one of the best games for that um if you're looking for that so there we go 10 quick news stories well i don't know if i want to say quick because we're already almost a half hour into the show um and we are just now getting to the one i'm playing now episode or part of the show so what did i play this week so some of the games i played this week of course elder scrolls online um there was a new update that came out i believe the update was 1.12 1.12 I think was the update um, I'm still having a great time with Elder Scrolls Online I hit 45 I think over the weekend um, did some leveling did quite a bit of leveling over the weekend um, Friday and Saturday I got quite a bit of, quite a few levels um, still having a good time in the game one of my biggest disappointments right now with the game it seems like with each patch that Zenimax is rolling out um, they're actually introducing more bugs they're actually fixing things um, per the patch notes, but I'm noticing that uh, the game's getting more unstable as, as I'm going along. I don't know if it's the zones that I'm getting in, maybe, or more populated since I'm getting into some of the higher level content. More people have possibly moved into these areas of the game. Um, but I've noticed that the game is randomly locking up on me more. I've noticed that a few times in the zone I'm in, Bankerai, um there have just been rollbacks, basically, with the character. What happens is you'll be playing the game, and all of a sudden you'll just get dropped to the character select screen. Um, you log back into the game, and your character's been rolled back five five minutes. And it seems to be done, and it seems to be zone-wide when this happens, because when you log back in, people in zone are just like, great, another rollback, oh, you know, this and that. And um, I was kind of bummed the other day when I had just finished uh, Large Anchor, which is one of the public quests that they have in um, Elder Scrolls Online, and I looted the chest, um, got a nice blue item, walked away, took two steps, didn't even really get to look at the item uh, before basically I was dropped back to character select, logged back in, and I was rolled back and hadn't even completed the anchor, 
and the next time I completed it, didn't get the blue item. So, um, I know that there's people losing XP by this way, um, probably good items. I, the blue item that I had, I have no idea what it was. I could, I, so I don't know if it was anything good or not. Hopefully it wasn't. Um, I know I've been using purple weapons now, um, both a healing staff and, um, destruction, destruction staff, uh, for a while now. So, um, it doesn't seem like. The purple items are impossible to come by, but I've noticed that the higher level, the higher you get in level, um, even in some of the larger auction houses or larger guilds that I'm in, some of their auction houses just don't have a lot of the high level gear on there. I think this stuff is put up there and is basically purchased very quickly. Um, so I'm still going to be sticking with Elder Scrolls. I told myself I would try not to start anything else until I hit level 50. I'm 45 now, so hopefully i got another week and a half before I can start playing some of the things on, that I'm going to be talking about under the one I'm playing now section. So um, I'm still going to stick with Elder Scrolls. Hopefully we can work through some of the bugs here. I know the game's only been out about a month and a half. Still a little early in the life of an MMO. Um, but it would just be nice if they can just fix some of the random lockups and the rollbacks especially. Rollbacks just suck when you experience a character rollback and you basically lose 5 plus minutes of play. Even though it's only 5 minutes of play, you could have built up or you could have got a good item. And, and it's just things you just don't really like seeing in games like this. Um, I, I, I know rollbacks were a little more popular what I want to say more popular, they happened a little more frequently in some of the early MMOs um, back in the early 2000s and stuff, but it seems like this type of database type of issue um, had kind of been resolved um, with some of the more recent MMOs, so I'm kind of really surprised that we're actually still seeing these with Elder Scrolls Online, so hopefully this is something they can get fixed, and um, they they don't lose too, too many customers over this, so... Um, one of the other games that I played this week, and it was something I had just tried out a little bit ago, um, it kind of goes along with a story I talked about earlier from Epic, um, their Tappy Chicken. When I was looking through the Google Play Store and I saw Tappy Chicken, Tappy Chicken, I noticed that there was a little game out there called Epic Citadel. Well, it's not really a game, it's more of a tech demo, I guess I should say. Um, it uses the Unreal Engine 4, I believe it stated. And the graphics are just amazing on my phone. Um, I have the last year's HTC model, the HTC One, and I did the quick demo on it real quick, and it, everything was running over 60 frames a second. I think it was going about 62 frames a second on my phone. Um, but the graphics look great. Um, basically, you just walk around and kind of just look around this um, Citadel. Um, I guess it's graphics that were in the Infinity Blade series. It would be nice if Epic actually brought Infinity Blade over to the Android system instead of just giving us this nice lovely tech demo um, but hey uh, it was something to view real quick um, I don't really think it's something that I will probably keep on the phone too long since there really isn't too too much you can do with it other than just walk around and look at all the pretty niceness and you know eye candy but um, something neat to check out if you have a higher end phone uh, last week I had talked about Army of Darkness Defender um, which was kind of like a tower defense type game that I was playing I think I had stated last week that I had in a couple of days I played, I worked my way up to level 49. And I kind of let it sit for most of the week and didn't touch it again. And then Saturday morning, I kind of just grabbed my phone as I rolled over and sat, sat there and started playing it again. I played it for about a good hour, did some grinding, was able to upgrade a lot of my troops, um, build up my castle a little more, uh, build up the blacksmith. And before I knew it, I beat level 50 and unlocked infinity mode. Um, and played that for a little while. And that's kind of cool. Um, I have noticed in infinity mode... 
you're definitely not making as much gold as you were in the regular game. It's much harder to get gold, and if you don't have a lot of things on, or if you don't have certain things unlocked by Infinity Mode, you may be spending money to unlock them. Um, but uh, it's a great, definitely a fun game. I'm definitely glad I downloaded it. Um, I was really surprised that there were 50 levels. There, there were only 50 levels there, and I was able to beat that um, and get into the and get into the Infinity Mode. I'll, I'll pick it up and play it every now and then. It's probably not something that I will play continuously, but it's nice to maybe play on the weekend, maybe for like about a half hour or so, something to just sit around and screw around with and just see. I think my high score is around 3-4 million, I think, when I got an Infinity Mode. It kind of just lets you go until you basically die, and the archers are what seem to kill me. Um, I always seem to run up and try to get the gold and the, and the iron ore that are on the ground, the iron bars, and I just get um, pelted with um, arrows from the archers, um, the enemy archers, and I just usually try to push it too often, and that's what usually does me in. So I just need to quit trying to push it so much in that game and maybe play a little more conservative, and I can probably get a lot higher score uh, higher score in that game, but um, it's still really fun. I definitely had a blast playing that. A um, couple other things I picked up over the weekend. Um, from the Humble, Humble series, I picked up... Um, the, the Divinity series. Um, I installed Divinity 2 on Steam. Uh, it's a role-playing game, I think, from a couple of years ago, maybe three, four years ago. Graphics look okay for being a three, four-year-old game. I really didn't play too much of it. Um, it was just getting starting to get into that. I wanted to get back into Elder Scrolls, so I kind of forced myself to stop. Uh, the free game for PlayStation on PlayStation 3 this week was Puppeteer. I probably played about a half hour of that. Um... Seems like an interesting little type of puzzle, platform type game, I guess you could say. Um, graphics are definitely nice for being a PS3 game. Um, the, the art style is really interesting in that game. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, but one of the nice things that I had kind of fallen into my lap over the weekend was um, an email from Sony and an invite for a seven-day invite into the EverQuest Landmark beta. Um, I was a little leery about this. Um, I was really looking forward to this originally and was actually going to skip Elder Scrolls and wait for EverQuest next, but then the more I had heard about Elder Scrolls, I definitely wanted to give Elder Scrolls a chance, and I'm glad I did. Um, honestly, for me, buying into the EverQuest Landmark beta is something that I just haven't been able to bring myself to do, considering the game is going to be free-to-play when it launches. Um, I was willing to basically wait for it to come out uh, rather than experience it now. Um, so it was kind of nice that I was able to do, to get to try it for seven days. Uh, the first day I tried it, I played around with it for about an hour. It does remind me big time of Minecraft. Um, and I played the hell out of Minecraft. So sitting there and just mining and just digging and doing that sort of stuff and collecting resources and things. I sat there and did it for a little bit and I was like, I am not in the mood to do this. But I also started playing it late Friday night. I think by the time it had downloaded and I got into the game. So I was like, yeah, we're I'm done with this. And I went back to Elder Scrolls for a little bit. Then Saturday morning, I woke up, and after playing um, some of the some of the Army of Darkness Defender, I sat down in front of the PC, and I was like, "Let me give EverQuest another chance." And I probably played it for a couple hours. I did some more um, some more resource collecting. I bought a plot. Of, I bought some land. Um, I was able to start crafting and make better re better tools. And that's one of the first things you definitely want to do in that game is definitely upgrade your tools, your pickaxe and everything. You will definitely notice a nice speed increase um, in mining when you do the upgrade. Um, the graphics in the game are great. I think the graphics, I think it has a very interesting art style. Um, 
the characters as you're running down, there's really no damage you can take in the game. I don't know if this will change when EverQuest Next comes out, but it seems like when your character goes down a hill, they'll go into more of a sliding animation where they'll kind of slide down the hill. The character does kind of skip around a little too much for my taste. Um, I thought that was kind of funny and an interesting little quirky thing that they put into the game. Um, I really didn't get to build too, too much because I didn't have too much time with the game um, before I had to do a couple other things. Uh, I definitely want to give it another shot and put some more time into it once I have a chance. Um, and it's I, I think after I played it that, that second day on Saturday, I think I got into it a little bit more, and I think I actually liked it a little bit more. Friday I kind of just brushed it off and was like, yeah, this is like Minecraft just with better graphics, and I don't know if I want to do this again. I, I think though after giving it a second shot, though, I, it, it's something I can maybe see myself, especially if it's free-to-play, you know, maybe putting some time into, especially getting some friends together, maybe getting some plots of land together. Some of the buildings that I had seen just running around a little bit, some of the things that people had made were, were ama- amazing. I, you know, just like what people can do in Minecraft, there's just people out there that are just very artistic and very, you know, can just build some amazing things in these games, um, so... I thought that was pretty pretty interesting and pretty neat to see. So um, it's definitely not something I'm going to scratch off my list. It's I think it has some potential, and I, I'm going to keep my, keep my eye on the game. I know I have talked about it before in the past that I was kind of excited about it. After playing it, I could say that I think it's definitely going to be worth the wait once it does come out, and there, there's going to be a lot of people that do like the game. So One of the last things I played for the week, well, I don't even think I could say I played it because I really didn't play it i downloaded it but um i was sitting around i think it might have been yesterday afternoon yesterday evening i think it was yesterday afternoon and i was kind of just looking around on my phone wanting wanting to find something new to play um i was kind of in the mood for like a card game and i noticed that there was a card game called card wars from adventure time um i had read some of the reviews people were saying that you know the game was after the last update they couldn't get the game to run and everything like that i was like well maybe it's the version of android that they were running you know i was hoping since i have the one of the latest versions of android i think i have the latest version of android on there um a newer phone being only just not even you know just a year old with htc1 i was like hopefully maybe they were just running an older os older phone maybe that's why they were having a problem let me download this pay the four bucks for it and see what happens and lo and behold, it wouldn't even run on my phone. It kept crashing, so I basically got a refund for the game immediately. Um, if you've ever watched the Adventure Time cartoon, this looks like to be the card game that they actually play. Jake and Finn were playing in the in the one uh, one episode. I know the one episode I saw. There could be more episodes where they're actually playing this. It looked like a really fun card game. It's one of the reasons why I said, what the hell, it's four bucks, I'm going to buy this. Um, I was kind of really bummed that I didn't get a chance to play this. So maybe I should have moved this under the what I want to play now because I would like to play it. I wanted to pay the four bucks for it. Um, I'm sorry that I had to ask for a refund, but the game just didn't work. And I just couldn't see myself keeping something on my phone that I paid money for. That just did not work. So if the developer actually fixes it, I will be more than happy to repurchase it and maybe hopefully enjoy some playtime in it. So, all right, that's it. That was what I played for the week. I know there was a couple other little games that I had played. Um, nothing super big. Um, just little things here and there. I probably played a little bit more Binding of Isaac. I really didn't get in, have a chance to get into it too much. Um, like I said, I want to try to hit level 50 in Elder Scrolls. I'm trying to stay focused because, as we all know, I get too scatterbrained with the games and my backlog list becomes extremely long. Um, but some of the games I want to play now, um, 
one particular game that actually came out today that a lot of people were talking about, Watch Dogs. It seems like reviews are kind of all over the place on this one. Uh, from what I've noticed, it seems a lot of the websites are giving it actually really good reviews. And a lot of people are enjoying it. I have not got the game yet. I told myself, like I said a couple minutes ago, once I hit level 50, I will be buying the game immediately and start playing it. So, Watch Dogs is on my list. And I also want to try out the desktop dungeons that I had purchased last week from Steam when I had picked up The Binding of Isaac. I think it's been a couple of weeks since I got that. I have not had a chance to sit down and play that yet. Um, that's another one that's on my list of what I want to play. I may, Since that's a smaller game, I may try to squeeze that in this week. Um, maybe I'll even try to do a stream maybe tomorrow of that. Um, even though it's not a retro game, maybe we'll just do maybe a retro look Wednesday. Even though it's not a retro game, it kind of does look retro. So maybe that'll kind of cover it up for what we've been trying to do with Retro Wednesdays. And we'll try to get back to our normal Wednesday and Saturday streaming. Um, with the holiday and everything we've had going on over here at my house, I just really haven't been able to do much streaming. And it's definitely something that I want to start doing again. Um, maybe I can even have the wife help me in getting my green screen set up that I've had over here for a little while now um, to, to do the streaming with. So that's about it. That was what I want to play now, which is the final part of the show. And in closing, send us some emails. Let us know how we're doing, how I'm doing here. Um, let me know if there's something you'd like to see me stream. If there's any suggestions you have for the show, hit me up, what I'm playing now at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at what I'm playing now. As I said, I can be followed on Twitter myself at AVR Amadar. Um, you can follow us and look for us on Google Plus, plus.google.com slash plus sign what i'm playing now podcast or follow us on twitch tv twitch.tv slash what i'm playing now that's it for this episode number 26 of the what i'm playing now podcast hope you enjoy the episode go play some games and have a good week everybody we'll see you later